Hello, everyone, and welcome to Artifacts. I'm your host, Marissa Dickens, and today's guest is a visual artist currently residing in Toledo, Ohio. She's currently uh, specializes in acrylic art, and she's all about pop culture, nostalgia, and good vibes. <laughs> Wherever you're listening, help me welcome Michelle Marie Mears. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. Thanks for inviting me on. And I first discovered Michelle's work. I was actually at work or somewhere and they have a Toledo City paper, which is a local paper here that talks about, you know, culture, art, events and all the good stuff. And they do a highlight about Instagrams you should follow. And so I was looking through and I saw I think it was a work about your major magics building that you did. And I absolutely fell in love because the bright colors (laughs) the 80s and 90s references I'm all about it and so I was like let me let me see if she's interested and you're so happy to be you know on artifacts so I truly truly yeah. appreciate it yeah <laughs> thanks and the the artifacts family so yeah <laughs> thanks I'm glad to be included <laughs> so we're going to start from beginning so where did you grow up is it is it mostly Toledo or were you from a different state yeah, I'm from uh, the Toledo area. I actually grew up in uh, Springfield Township, and I lived in a little place like that was Holland. I'm sure locals are familiar with it. There wasn't a lot going on in the area at the time, but I feel like, you know, with that area and a lot of areas, there's a lot of things popping off and happening now and like the art community and stuff like that. So yeah. growing up, were you exposed to art? Like what kind, was it just movies and film? Did you go to the museum a lot? What was your exposure? Um, well, honestly, it was just like my grandmother started it. Like my grandma's very crafty mm-hmm. and we were just constantly just making stuff. My grandmother would do this thing where she would buy like these little hay hats or what were they, wicker hats? I don't know. There was some type of natural material and she would like glue stuff on them and do all that kind of stuff. And then We would, uh, you know, we'd go to the dollar store or we'd go to the craft store and we'd buy like paint by numbers and like all these little things. And while she did her thing, I'd be over in the corner doing my thing. And, you know, I spent a lot of time doing that because I spent a lot of time at her house because she would like babysit us and stuff like that. And then um, both of my parents are pretty artistic. Um, Like my mom got into uh, commercial design is what it was called way back in the day. So like when I first started drawing, they would give me tips and tricks and I'd be like, I don't understand shading, you know, my dad would be like, well, let me show you. And he would show me. And then he's like, yeah, after I showed you, you just completely surpassed me. And so, yeah, they were like the start. That's so exciting that you had not only your grandma just like crafting with, you know, her hands and you're kind of she kind of left you to your own to start. And yep. then both your parents were kind of giving you like the technical side of yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and it kept me quiet and out of trouble. So they were just like, yeah, go in the corner and draw it. Do that. <laughs> so. so did you have any formal art classes when you were younger? Besides mm. the parents? Just- no, nothing formal when I was younger. I mean, like I took the standard like art class like you would in high school, but like I didn't take it. <laughs> I didn't take it seriously. And I, I should have, like, I don't even think I turned in, like I was supposed to turn in like a sketchbook that had drawings in it. And Mm -hmm. I like at the end of the semester to get a grade, like, I don't even think I turned one in (laughs) because I just was a terrible student. I'm so sorry. (laughs) That's so interesting. I I interviewed someone else about with um, visual art and we talked about this idea is to be like a visual artist. Is it a natural talent or is it a learned skill? It is. I honestly think it's both. There was a point in time where I actually 
kind of held a grudge against being artistic or creative or whatever you want to call it because like I had been doing it so long and you know as a kid and your parents would be like oh yeah you're doing good you know and you you kind of feel like your parents are humoring you Mm -hmm. you know and it it, and like in school then I became like you know oh that's the girl that can draw or whatever and once I started getting a little older I actually got into graphic design because when you're younger and you, you you know you're like oh I like to draw like the only way you think you can make money is by becoming a graphic artist mm-hmm. the idea of making art and someone paying for it like no one would say that's a real job you yes. know not <laughs> you know in my era it's no you go to college you get a degree you get a job that's how you sustain Art's yourself on the side yeah it's like not the main money driver yeah yeah exactly so you know I fully believe that and I you know I got to this point where I'm like, am I doing this because this is what I love and, or am I doing it because I'm good at it, but I'm only good at it because people kept telling me I was good at it and I just kept doing it. So it was a skill. Mm -hmm. And I kind of resented the fact that maybe like I had just built up a skill that I was like pressured into believing Mm-hmm. I loved and I didn't, you know, everyone goes through these phases where they're yeah. trying to figure out who they are as people. I just really had a hard time for a while. There was a point where I didn't finish college. I actually dropped out and I became a freelancer and an in-shop uh, graphic artist for a small uh, shop in Bowling Green, Ohio. I had enjoyed it. It was cool. It was great making money by just doing graphic arts. I was like, yay, I made it. This is what what I do, you know? And, you know, then the recession hit. I took a big hit and the shop closed up. So I lost that job. Mm-hmm. And then the freelance people that I, the work, I was doing the major, majority of a work for like a particular company. And then that company dried up. So both of my forms of income just went whoosh, and the whole economy just imploded. And I had to work like two or three part-time jobs for a long time just to like get by. So like art wasn't even a thought. Yeah. And and it was a hard time for everyone. And I remember like once things started like rebuilding, I basically decided that I was no good at art and I was giving it up completely. I went online, I deleted every single online portfolio. I threw away my hard copy portfolios and I said, that's it. I'm never making art again. I'm never being creative again. And I actually stopped making any sort of creative whatever for like 10 years. And I just, yeah, I've just recently started (laughs) opening back up to it. Oh my gosh. So talk about like, what made you come back to it? Um, well, uh, not to put too much of a damper on it, but I got really, really sick. Um, Mm -hmm. a few years ago, I think I was in my late twenties, I was having a lot of pain and I went to all these different doctors. My pain is in my joints. So like my feet, my fingers, my wrists, and it just kept getting worse. And turns out I have uh, rheumatoid arthritis, which is like an autoimmune disease that specifically attacks your joints. They started putting me on meds and then I got more autoimmune diseases. And then I started having reactions to medicines and I got really, really ill and very, very weak. And I became very, very depressed. I just basically started analyzing life and what it was and what it meant to be happy and what was important to you. And I went through a lot of life changes on my way up to getting my health back. I'm still not at a, you know, 
I'll never be 100%, but I'm definitely doing better than I was. And I feel like a major part of that was painting. And the reason I chose painting at the time is because it's really easy on my joints. I can't really use a pencil or a pen Mm. without, you know, pain. So I opted for paints because they just kind of glide and you use your arm instead of like your wrist and your fingers. And it just, it fit. And it, it just like, it just, it felt really good to be like taking something that didn't exist and then throwing something on a canvas. And then I had this thing. So like one of the first paintings I did was I actually went through a divorce and I uh, had a new boyfriend at the time. And he was like, it would mean a lot to me because I had told him I had given up art. And he was like, it would mean so much to me if you were to make me something. And, you know, at the time I didn't have a lot of money. So I was like, you know what, for his birthday, I'm going to paint him a picture of his dog. And it was a three foot by three foot canvas. Wow. <laughs> I, I had like, I had only painted like one small, like eight yeah. by 10 before that. And I was like, all right, well, I guess I'm doing this. And I painted this painting and I just, I fell in love. And I was like, this is, this is what I should be doing. Like, this is like, this feels so good. And I like, I use like these outrageously saturated colors and I like the dog is like blue and green, like has no basis of reality. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I fell in love with it. And then time went on and I tried to paint more, but it was just like my schedule was just really crazy because I was still working my full-time job. And then COVID hit. I feel like COVID was kind of like a blessing in disguise. It's almost like time slowed down for a little bit for everybody. And it it was one of those situations again, where I started reanalyzing, you know, what am I doing with my life? What, you know, I'm, you know, I was basically working my nine to five at home. And then I had, you know, had my side jobs and whatever. And I was trying to do art. And it was just really hard. And then it became really difficult. My boyfriend at the time, he was like, but I think it's really important that you, you do art. So he's like, I'm going to, you know, when I come home from work, I'm going to handle everything. He's like, I just want you to go in your room and I want you to, to paint something. And just around that time, there's an artist on Instagram who I love. Her name is uh, not sorry art. That's her tag. And she makes this just beautiful art using these wild colors, just like I love. And she started this paint challenge and it was called, uh, I think it was inner child January or something like that. And it, it was all these prompts for 31 days. And it was an, it was a challenge that you paint every single day in relation to this prompt. Mm -hmm. And that month I painted every single day. I did every single prompt and yeah, that's basically, that's, it's like everything boomed, you know, it spoke to me because they were all these things that I loved, like my childhood and the feel, the nostalgia and things like that. And that's basically where I feel like it really began for me was January. Yeah, I started just like getting a lot of attention. People started, I never knew people were going to buy my paintings. And like, all of a sudden people were like, Hey, can I buy that one? And that one? Wow, that is amazing. I feel like through your journey, just hearing you art became at first kind of like there. And I wasn't, you weren't really mm-hmm. feeling it because people were telling yeah. you, but you had to find it for yourself. I think it became this healing moment for you. Like art is an escapism. It is a sense of joy and a sense of freedom with, you know, every like stroke you make and you're, mm-hmm. you know, it's, that's, that's a really cool story, how it you kind of rejuvenated your love for it. Yeah. Yeah. And it really felt like my, my joy, you know, it's like, I, I found my little happy place as I guess you would call it. (laughs) So are you full-time then working 
as an artist or do you still have jobs that you're doing? I still have uh, jobs. Like I, I still do real estate on the side and I'm basically uh, supplementing my income for now doing that because I, I am very new to the art world, but I'm spending basically any moment I'm not doing a real estate deal. Like I am painting, I'm doing something creative, I'm building my business and it's, it's just wild. It's just wild. Like right now I feel like I'm like a gazelle in a field and there's just a bunch of lions after me. Cause I don't have paydays anymore. You know what I mean? <laughs> like I actually, like the weirdest feeling was when I went into my calendar and I deleted payday, my payday, re- like a uh, repeat appointment off of my calendar. And I'm just like, well, there it goes. <laughs> there it is. There it goes. Never getting a payday again. You know, it's a little bit different. So yeah. So like now it just kind of feels like I'm like running for my life in a sense. <laughs> so talk about then starting this business. How do you even start getting the supplies, marketing yourself? Because you have to market yourself through, you know, social media, a website, and then working with clients for commissions. Talk about all of that. Cause it's such an interesting yeah. process behind the scenes process. Well, like, you know, like before I used to be a freelance graphic designer. So I had dealt a little bit with working just like with clients on that level. And then at my nine to five, when I was working on it, you know, I would manage web stores and things like that. And I worked in the print industry a long time. So we kind of worked with like marketing a little bit. Not that that's my forte, but you know, there's, you do dabble in it. So when I basically was like, all right, I think I'm going to make something of this. It, it kind of like some of it happened organically. Like a lot of people just started reaching out to me and they're like, Hey, can you paint a picture of this? Can you paint this? And you know, it got to the point, like part of the reason I quit my main job is because it became basically impossible to, you know, complete commissions and do my job. And uh, so I had to let something go. Why wouldn't you quit your nine to five if you could just paint all day? So, (laughs) so yeah, like, and as for supplies, I would just go to the store and I buy them in bulk and then I paint a bunch of them. And then as they sell, I just like save up all that money and then I buy another haul. And so basically I just recycle that money in there. And then for like marketing, like Instagram has just been like, it's just, it's it blows my mind. You know, it's like just one day just putting things on Instagram for accountability. Like I even made a separate account because I was like, I don't know if I want my family and friends to like see my weird attempt at trying to like paint things, you know? Yeah. So I had like this whole separate account and I was putting things. I'm like, and there were so many times I would paint something and I'm like, this is crap. I'm like, no one, no one's going to look at this and be like, this is nice. It was weird because like people would look at it and they would be like, oh my God, I love this. They're like, can, can I buy this? And when someone looks at something with a different set of eyes, you know, that you were really hard on yourself on and you were like, this isn't any good, blah, blah, blah. But someone else sees it and they're telling you all the things they love about it. You're like, oh, you're like, I, you can see that now, you know, and you start to like be a little bit more forgiving with yourself. So that's, you know, something to keep in mind when you're chasing that art trail is just to like be gentle on yourself because you're going to be harder on yourself than anyone else is. And, you know, it's just Instagram has just been a life changer for me. I have met so many amazing people and connections and 
I don't know if I would still be doing this if it weren't for people on Instagram just saying like, hey, keep it up or, you know, love your work or whatever, you know, I would still do it for myself occasionally. It reaffirms that what you're doing, people enjoy and love and, you know, yeah, for yourself, but then, you know, you kind of like a support system. Yeah, yeah, it, it is a support system. And sometimes I recoiled from art for so long because I was, you know, hurt and ashamed of myself and all these weird mental things that I was dealing with. And, you know, I, I'm still in this very insecure place. And, you know, if, if these people weren't there, my brain would get to me. My brain would tell me, you know, this isn't good enough or whatever you know, start out by just putting that accountability out there. And then for other people to be able to reach back and say that what I did, you know, spoke to them or, you know, I would make them a portrait of their dog and they would just be very sentimental about it. And they'd be like, this made me cry. And it just, it feels like such a deep connection, you know, and I feel like art has the ability to, to do that. It's not like any other job. And when I say art, I don't mean just like paint on a canvas, like art can be anything, anything, you know, like dance and spoken word and blacksmithing. And I feel like teaching is an art, like anything that you can develop a skill in master, I feel it can be an art form. It's an appeal to the motion. You see a piece of art and you're like, oh, that reminds me of this. Or you have a meal, like, oh, that reminds me of my grandma's. Or you see a dance and you think of something or someone, it kind of, you know, reverts your brain to that yeah or a moment in time I feel like it's great that a complete stranger can have this I mean I guess like an intimate moment by passing on this thing that they created to someone else who now shares an emotional connection to that same thing and it might be for a different reason they have a completely different memory or you know idea of what it means and it's I don't know. It's just, it's just kind of magical, I guess you could say. <laughs> Putting your art out there is a vulnerable place because it's yeah. from inside and then it's out to the world and, you know, different reactions and there's an audience for everything. And some people may like it. Some people may not like it, but yeah, it's such a risk, but yet the reward's so great when you have those intimate connections and. Yeah, it's a, it's a wild ride. So let's dive into a little bit of your actual process and some of your subjects. I love that you use 80s and 90s references in your mm-hmm. work. The Dirty Dancing. I'm a huge 80s <laughs> fan, even though I wasn't born in the 80s. I love yeah. it. Why that subject matter? Why? Uh, because that's what makes me happy. <laughs> like as silly as that sounds. I mean, I know nostalgia. Everyone has a different nostalgia because they grew up in a different time frame. Mm-hmm. But like, I love the 80s. And to say that, it's just like, it's not, I really mean like, I love the 80s. Like 80s are my, hands down, my favorite movies. When I'm sick or feeling sad, I'm like, oh, gotta put in like adventures and babysitting, you know, because I need me some 80s. Yes. Um, but like the toy, like even, it's just like the time was so colorful. I don't know if you remember, but I feel like Happy Meal toys were way cooler in like the 80s and 90s. You actually got giant like not giant toys, but they would be like big toys, you know? And like, it was just like a weird time. Everything was kind of gaudy. The colors were like, you know, Pepnobismal pink and then this teal. And it just feels happy to me. A lot of the toys, some of the toys are toys that I had. And then some of the toys that I paint are like toys that I wish I had um, growing up. But usually everything I paint, it's because it calls to me. 
I know there's a lot of artists that are like, oh, I need to make a statement. And I wish I could think of something to paint to make a statement, but I, I don't really, I feel like I don't have a voice yet. Like I said, I am still new and I'm trying not to like force myself into this serious place where I'm, you know, trying to be something I'm not. So I'm just trying to stay true to what gives me joy because in January when I was painting all these things, you know, that were inner child, my memories and things that I liked, that's when people started reaching out to me. So I feel like you know, when it comes to painting or whatever your art form is, you really have to make things that sing to you because that's what attracts other people. And I feel like that's what creates that magic. And it's almost like a drug, you know, when you're in the middle of creating something and you're like brain and your body and you lose sense of time and, you know, you're just completely in this task of creating or making or, you know, whatever you're doing, that's what feeds your soul. So like, that's what you need to do. And that time period and nostalgia, like that's what does it for me. So that's why, that's why I make so many of them. (laughs) Sometimes I feel like with art, especially dance, you try to box, people try to box you into a certain style of dance or a certain way of working or a certain Mm -hmm. subject, but I think there's just so, so many influences. And if you stay true to yourself and you're authentic mm-hmm. to yourself, people can see that and people gravitate towards people who are true and know themselves because if you're not, yes. and at least if they don't like it, they can at least respect that you are being you. Yes. And that's, that's kind of hard with the whole marketing aspect too, because I can clearly see what it is people like, you know, Instagram will give you like insights and, you know, like my website will show me like the things that people look at the most and, you know, all the analytics and all that. So I tell myself that I try not to ever look at them. I I know it's probably good that I should know what my followers like or, you know, what people are interested in. Like, I guess that's good information to have. It is in a marketing aspect of it, but I'm trying to separate the marketing portion of me from the make art because you enjoy it side of me. So I just, I'm just hoping that as long as I continue to paint things that I really enjoy and that really speak to me that it'll speak to other people as well. You can definitely feel that sense of joy when you look at your work. Tell me your method. So you start with an orange canvas. Yes. <laughs> Why orange? I'm really curious because you have on your Instagram like a little time lapse of you mm-hmm. sometimes you paint your canvas orange. Why is that? It's it's pretty common. Um, like as you can see, I got multiple canvases back here that are already painted orange. <laughs> it's a good mid-grade color and Originally, the reason I started doing it is because I was afraid of a white canvas. When I first started painting, just like I would just be frozen. I'd be like, I I don't know where to put my first line. And and it was just like debilitating Um, because I I felt like, you know, the moment I put paint on the canvas, it's ruined or something like that. It's, you know, it has no sense of reality. That's the way I felt. And I had seen some other artists saying like, oh, well, if you paint everything gray and start with just gray paint on everything, then it becomes easier. And so I did that for like a minute. And then I saw some other people using pinks and greens. And I was like, oh, and I think I ended up using pink for a little bit. And then I kind of settled on this cadmium orange. A lot of my colors are more on the cool side um, on my palette. So I like the orange because when I, I purposely leave little peaks of the orange popping through. And I just love the drastic change between like the cool colors of my palette and that 
bright orange just kind of popping through. So yeah, that, that's why it's because one, I'm just afraid to paint on a blank canvas. And two, I like it when the pops of orange come through. <laughs> it makes me happy. <laughs> so do you start with a, do you have like a source image? They're all from images. Some of them are, you know, just images that exist out in the world, but I try and take my own photos when I can and I paint from them. I've even done like my own little still life setups and then I would take a picture of the still life and then I would paint from that because I mean I don't really have a lot of room like I don't have a lot of like desk space I would love to like set up a still life and just keep it there but I also have cats and I'm like there's no way yeah my cats just (laughs) wouldn't completely demolish (laughs) yeah just just ruin that whole setup and then you know I would be you know all out of luck so But yeah, most of them are from photos. I'm actually hoping once it starts getting nice, which it is, to start like painting outdoors and actually sitting down somewhere and doing like a plein air painting and just enjoying the metro parks that way. So yeah, that's something I'm hoping to get to in the future, but I haven't gotten there yet. And then you start with like a pencil sketch or do you just go straight into both? Uh, It really, it really depends. Sometimes they'll be like, because you've seen, I I work on a really small canvas a lot of the time and they're not canvas. They're like, uh, they're wood blocks. They're so small. And sometimes if it's something that has like a lot of details on such a small scale, I might use like a pencil uh, and just kind of do like these vague markings, but I don't do like an intricate you know, sketch or anything like that. I just kind of put some lines down so I can see where those lines need to be. But generally I do start with a, um, a like, just like a paint line. And I usually start with like, you know, since my background is orange, I'll do like a teal or a blue for the, the outlines, which I also like not cover up a hundred percent if I can get away with it. <laughs> I watched one, I think it was one of your videos that you show. And I like how you use strokes because in your Instagram bio, you have contemporary <laughs> Impressionist, which I think is very interesting. The the style is a little ode to impressionist where it's mm-hmm. kind of rough strokes layering different colors on there. Mm-hmm. Necessarily, I mean it could be realistic colors, but you know, brighter and you know, just different shades, which I really love in the work. Yeah, I feel like it creates movement, I guess you could say. I I don't know how, like when I started doing painting, I wanted to I wanted to just layer the paint on thick. I was going to blend all these colors and things like that. But then once I started working with acrylic, I realized, oh, acrylic doesn't blend all that well on a canvas because it dries really fast. So because of the, just the way acrylics work, you end up just layering and layering and, or, you know, having little brush strokes, which then, you know, from a distance kind of looks like a gradient of color. But if you look at it up close, it's actually like three you know, brushstrokes of three different colors. But yeah, I, I, I love to include just lots of movement and brushstrokes because I just think it keeps it interesting. And at the smaller pieces, it's harder to see, but I'm hoping eventually to move on to larger pieces so that uh, when you're up close, it almost looks like an abstract painting, but okay. um, we'll get there. <laughs> so yeah, like next steps, are you going to do a different medium? Oh, yeah. yeah, no, I'm really, I'm really happy with the acrylic. It's it's easy for me to work for. And like I said, like I'm, I really am a beginning, a beginner painter. I even signed up for like these online 
painting instructions. It's like a little online art school. So I started that. When I started painting, I didn't even know how to properly wash brushes. I literally didn't know anything about anything. I was just like, oh, paint, canvas, there we go. <laughs> I, had, I had no idea what I'm doing. So every day I, you know, I learn a little bit more. And like I said, I have like this great community of people that are constantly like, oh, you should try this or this. But I really honestly feel like acrylics are where I'm going to stay for a while, just because I, I love how fast they dry. I love how saturated the colors are. Even though originally I wanted to do more blending on the canvas, I am really starting to dig the idea of just not just having these blotches of color. It's becoming like the, just my thing. So yeah, I'm probably just going to stick with that. There's probably a lot of different acrylic colors. There's probably so many. Oh. Yeah, there, there's like, there's a ton. And I actually work with a limited palette. There, you know, usually artists will have, I mean, I guess not all of them, but you, you know, you'll have like this full spectrum of different colors. And I'm sure there's like a reasoning and background for each color. <laughs> you know, like I look at some of these artists that I follow and I see their palette and I'm like, I have no idea what to do those colors. I have no idea where to even how to mix those because, yeah. you know, it's, paints are complicated. Like you would think it would just be easy to just like mix two colors. And you're like, I know exactly what this color is going to look like. But there's so many times I mix a color and I'm like, wow, that just looks like brown. I don't know how I got brown, but here we are. You know, I got to the point where I basically was just using like four or five colors for most of these paintings. And I just mix all those different colors you see. So rapid fire questions. Let's dive into it. Okay. Who or what inspires you? Oh boy. Oh boy. I'm already ruining this rapid fire thing. <laughs> um, I mean, like my first thought was my grandmother just mm -hmm. because, you know, that, but also just all of my friends on Instagram. Like I would say Instagram is a huge sense of inspiration for me. It just to see that what other people create, it's just mind blowing. And it just kind of shows me that the sky is the limit. And, um, you know, just there's, always something different and there's always something new to explore this is like a two-part question favorite okay favorite toledo artist and then favorite artist from wherever um yeah so in toledo there's actually uh there's actually a guy in toledo that makes makes art out of recycled skateboards and i think his tag is seven plier plier die or something like that but uh yeah he makes he just makes these little pieces of art out of recycled uh skateboards and I don't know why I'm so drawn to it I think it's so cool and his okay. pieces are really cool and then also I gotta say like monkey gnome I'm sure you've seen I feel like I have stuff. sounds really familiar yeah he makes like these little monkey gnomes and he places them in different places of Toledo and then you can pick them up and take them home and um yeah I think what he's doing in the art community is just awesome favorite work at the Toledo Museum oh man that's a hard one I'm trying to think I have actually only been there a couple of times and each time I go I don't know the name of the painting and I don't know who painted it, but I know when you walk in and you go to the right and you go upstairs, yeah, okay. <laughs> there, okay, there's like this, there, it's like one, it's like the first or second maybe painting on the right hand wall. And it's just this painting of like the ships in the storm. 
And now I feel bad because I don't know what it's called or who it's by. But it is this amazing painting. And every time I look at it, it's just like turns something inside of me. Like I'm looking at those ships and it's almost like I can see the waves moving. And I'm just like, wow, that sky looks ominous. And it's it's so different than what I would normally produce. Like it's not these big, bright, vibrant colors. It's not this joyous, you know, feeling like it's actually the opposite. Like you look at it and you just look at like a sense of dread, but I also feel like a sense of wonder because it's, I don't know how someone could paint that. How does that artist know what those waves look like? Cause you, you know, it's not like the waves stood just like that and the ships, you know, were turned just that way for 12 hours while you painted it, you know? It's like, this guy must really know, or girl, I don't know who it is. <laughs> I feel so bad. Um, but like, it's just amazing that an artist can just be like, I know what this ship would look like in this exact scenario. Like it just yeah. blows my mind. Yeah. Now I'm like, really want to know which one it is. If I gonna know, know. Okay. now I'm going to have to go and look at it. Now I feel bad. <laughs> <laughs> We'll put that in disclaimer. We found the piece of art. Okay, yeah, I'll look for it. I'll let you know. <laughs> Describe your artistic style in three words or less. Hmm. I would say uh, exuberant. I don't know if that's the right word I meant to say, but we'll go with it. Um, um, nostalgic and sweet I like those yeah I like the word sweet yeah what's your favorite color to work with oh god oh god I like them all (laughs) I I really like working with blues like I've always been partial to blues and turquoise but it's like yeah I have this I have the like magenta that I like to mix in with things and it just turns into this beautiful pink even though I'm like kind of anti-pink I use it a lot. <laughs> yeah, a pink is not my favorite color, but I, I like it on other like things. Yeah, yeah. It's bright, it's like poppy. I don't know. It is. What's your favorite period in art history? Um, in art history, mm-hmm. I would probably say. I mean. I don't know what period it is, but I know it's like, it's, you know, when they did all the the Greek statues and I can't think of it. And when they, and they built like the altar of Zeus, I don't know what period that oh. is. Like I told you, I'm terrible at school. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like, the- like I see stuff and I'm like, I like that, but then I don't. <laughs> I don't have any context. Ancient Greece, Roman. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, I love I love statues. Like I love ancient mm-hmm. Roman statues. I've always wanted to go to the altar of Zeus. It's like this huge staircase and pillar, and they have all these beautiful, just beautifully chiseled people, and it tells this story, and it's just amazing. And if you haven't seen it, just Google like altar of Zeus, and it's just it'll yeah. blow your mind. So when you're not painting and doing your thing what do you like to do for yourself I like to read I like to uh play video games like most people my age (laughs) I mean if I really had to choose like a thing that I like to do when I'm not painting I just like to lay down like laying down in bed is like 
my favorite thing to do. I can't think of anything that makes me happier than just laying in bed. Reading a book is good, but have you read a book in bed? Like it's <laughs> whatever you're doing, do it in bed and it's even better. Yes, it's so comfortable. <laughs> I love it. So maybe eating crackers. Don't eat crackers and bread. That's probably <laughs> not so good. <laughs> yeah, I don't like crumbs in the in my bed. Yeah, no. <laughs> favorite 80s film. Oh, yeah, it's definitely Adventures in Babysitting. Like, hands down. <laughs> and then favorite um, 90s toy? Ooh. Hmm. I want to say probably the Polly Pocket, that heart-shaped Polly Pocket that is actually one that I had. And it would light up, and the stars would turn on, and the post would light up, and it had, like, a little carriage with like horses it was really cool so detailed and full-blown for a little toy I love that yeah it was it was amazing like they're like expensive now if you try and like buy the old ones you know crazy when toys that you grew up with are now more expensive and actually you know oh, yeah higher end and more valuable yeah that's crazy like I I wish like my mom like would have never gotten rid of all that stuff but she didn't you know <laughs> what's advice would you give for working visual artists or those who are just beginning? I would say to definitely uh, be gentle on yourself because you are your uh, most intense critic. (laughs) The world's going to be a little bit more forgiving to you than you are. And, you know, and one of the things that helped me is that not everything has to be a work of art. Just because you're in the process of creating doesn't mean that you have to have a perfect piece at the end of it. It's okay to just make something and for it to just exist in the world. You don't have to just make a perfect piece of art. It's just, that's, that should never, I mean, I guess that can be the end goal, but if you're being hard on yourself because something isn't perfect, then it's not, you're not doing the right thing. You have to be enjoying what you're doing. Otherwise, why are you doing it, you know? you need to be patient with yourself. And, you know, painting is a practice. That's one of the things I always tell myself is painting is a practice. So every time I make a painting, it's just practice. That's all, that's all it is. That painting is a practice. And every painting you do after that, you know, it's probably going to be a little bit better. Like you might do two steps forward, one step back, but as long as you're actively working on that muscle of improving, then, you know, you're going to get there. So you just have to be gentle and just painting as a practice I love or that. whatever else you're doing yeah. <laughs> yeah I love that I think that's a great way to end that that's painting as a practice and I think yeah it is evidence of you know your work and how you learned and even when you're young you learn with your parents and you just continue it and wow this is this is really great I <laughs> love thanks. this thanks I learned so much <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Else you want to add or anything else that we want to talk about I will be at the Redbird Art Walk on June 4th. I'll be outside the Art Supply Depot. I just found that out the other day. So yeah, I'm excited. <laughs> and you want to stop by and see, you know, all my little colorful paintings, feel free to uh, stop by. <laughs> so you can follow Michelle on Instagram at, correct me if I'm wrong, it's M-M-M-E-A-R-S-A-R-T. So it's basically M-M-Mears Art. Mm-hmm. 
Yep. Your website, um, M-M-M-E-A-R-S-A-R-T.com. So M-M-Mearsart.com. You can yep. shop and look for your works there. You have stickers. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of cool stuff. And you have a newsletter so you can, you know, be up to date yeah. with what you're doing, correct? And Yep. Yeah, that'll be uh, something now that I, you know, uh, this is basically my job now. I'm definitely putting a lot more time and effort into the newsletters and just getting more art out there and producing and just, you know, showing my face more in the world. <laughs> and you do commissions, right? So talk about- I do, yeah. What's that process like? With commissions, people can reach out to me in a multitude of ways. Uh, you can reach me on my Instagram. There is also a form on my website, and yeah, like I'm, I'm usually pretty open about what type of commissions I'll take as long as I feel like it's a good fit and I can get it done in a reasonable amount of time. I'm usually all for that. And I just, usually if someone's coming to you for a commission, they know what kind of art you're producing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, so, you know, I try, you know, if it's something that's going to be pretty large or, you know, unique, you know, I would probably... Uh, do like a sketch for not like a like a little tiny painting first before I did like anything big um, but yeah yeah I'm definitely open to those well thank you so much again for being on the podcast and I'm so glad to finally have met you through zoom we get to chat yeah thank you yeah this is a pleasure for everyone who's listening thanks again and stay tuned for another episode